0: (laughs) Uh, my name is Naomi and I am the youth pastor here at Eastside City Church and uh, I wanted to give everyone a bit of an update so Eastside Youth is up and running and we have the most fun Uh, we are at 50 kids last week Friday, and 60 the Friday before. So it is bumping, it is a good time, and uh, we're always looking for volunteers, but uh, we just love having a good time, we love spending time. uh, Myself and our youth society youth team love spending time with uh, your students and all of our teenagers. So um, yeah, like I said, I'm the youth pastor here at our church, and we are continuing our series on wisdom. And so we're looking at, you know, just wise sayings in the Bible, certain uh, scriptures in the books of Proverbs, or even just the books of wisdom in general. And uh, this week, today, we're going to be looking at wisdom in relation to friendships. And um, the interesting thing is that we are exploring the topic of friendships in our youth group. And so uh, with our students, we're looking at what it means to be a good friend, what it looks like to have godly friendships. and I just thought, well, let me take it upon myself to, you know, like get a little bit of insight from our students as to what they believe, you know, makes a good friend. And so got some really good answers, and I wanted to share them with you this morning. So um some of the things that made the list were, well, a good friend is someone who's loving, who is supportive. It's someone who is encouraging, who is, always there for us. A good friend is someone who uh, can, um, uh, can stand with us you know, in times of need, just really, really good stuff. And then the list changed a little bit, and uh, there were some interesting answers I got. Well, a good friend is someone who's always ready to make TikTok videos with you. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, uh, sure, okay. Um, a good friend is someone who will leave their bed, walk with you to 7-Eleven to get a Slurpee. Okay, wow, wow, yeah, that, that, that does make a good friend. A good friend is someone who has money, and because they have money, they will buy you McDonald's. That's what makes a really good friend. And my favorite one was, a good friend will clean your basketball shoes with you. So, <laughs> so very important uh, qualities that make a good friend. And. Um, I resonate with the first half. I think most of us do with the first half of that list, you know, the warm qualities of friendship, uh, the qualities that are just uh, of love, of support, and encouragement. So, when I was 19 years old, I was in a seminar, a leadership seminar, and the speaker was talking about the association that we keep uh, around us. And he boldly stepped up front and said, A good friend is somebody who stabs you in the front, and a bad friend is someone who flatters you in your face and goes behind behind your back and stabs you in the back. It's like, wow, wow. Honestly, in my head I was thinking, um, I just don't want any of my friends to stab me. Like, what, you know? <laughs> But a good friend is someone who stabs you in the front. Um, you know, I know that to be wisdom now, but then it was a harsh quality to look for in a friend. Who's going around looking for friends who stab us in the front? So Proverbs 27, verse six says, Wounds of a sincere friend, wounds of a friend are sincere, but many are the kisses of an enemy. In the ESV version, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So the Bible does a great job at listing many incredible qualities that make good friendships that we ought to look for in our friends, and uh, things like a good friend is sweet, and they give wise counsel. Uh, Good friends stick with us, and in times of adversity, they stick even closer. We can have many friends, but a good friend is someone who is closer than a brother. Good friends cover our offenses and are cautious and mindful not to harm us. And among this this list is good friends are faithful, sincere, trusting friends who wound us. So, with that said, should we then consider this quality in our friend groups? Should we consider friends who wound us? Should we desire friends who wound us? To better answer this question, we have to look at what a friend is what the bible means by the word wound and what is god's purpose for friendship so what is a friend according to this passage the word friend means the one who loves isn't that sweet the one who loves that's what makes a friend not just anyone, not just any stranger, not just someone you met two weeks ago, or someone that you uh, have you know, really incredible conversations about you know, superficial topics. It's someone who loves you. It's someone who has walked faithfully with you, who is sincere with you, someone whom you've built trust with. A friend is one who loves. What does the Bible mean by wound? The word wound is described to mean correct out of love. And so in the Amplified Version, Proverbs 27, verse 6, once again, can be read this way. Faithful are the wounds of a friend who corrects out of love. And so Job uh, chapter 5, verse 17 to 18, does a great job at painting, um, putting together like a, almost like a, an imagery for us to understand what a godly wound is. So it's an intentional wound, similar to when we go in and, and, and go in for surgery. Not that everyone has experienced this, but typically we have an idea of what happens in surgery, right? You go in, and, uh, and the doctor uh, opens you up, removes what doesn't belong there, what is cancerous, you know, what, what, is, what doesn't need to be there, or even aligns things and fixes things and corrects them, and then closes you up and says, you on the right path to go ahead and heal and enjoy life. And so it's this image of somebody gently opening us up, removing what is bad, closing us up. And so Job chapter 5, verse 17, 18 says, But consider the joy of those corrected by God. Do not despise the discipline of the Almighty when you sin. For though he wounds, corrects out of love, opens us up, removes what is wrong, though he wounds, he also bandages He strikes, but his hands also heal. So a godly wound is a correction out of love, and it means when we fall into sin, when we are uh, led into temptation, or even just, uh, just contemplating sin, a godly wound is where that is removed, and we are sewn back together in love. So then what is God's purpose? For friendships. In the Bible, friendship is really important to God. God not only made us to be uh, social beings, to have community, to value community, but he gave us friends. Friends are a gift from God. Friends are there to support us, to comfort us, to encourage us, um, to to humor us. Friends are are, are people who are, are there to do life with us. But the ultimate purpose for godly friendship is so that we have people who help us Cling to Jesus. The ultimate purpose for godly friendships is that we have people who help us remain in Jesus. And so godly friendships care more about your right standing in Christ than about our mutual agreement. Kelly Neham wrote a book called Friendish, and uh, and she has this to say about godly friendships. She says, Jesus is our bread of life, Our living water, our pearl of great price, our light, our resurrection, our very life. The greatest danger to our souls is that we might abandon abiding in him, following him, finding joy with him. Therefore, the best gift a friend can give us is a commitment to fight for our joy in communion with Christ. Godly friendships care more about our right standing in Christ. Godly friendships help us stay and remain in Christ. When my family moved to Canada, we first moved to Montreal, which is a fun fact because I don't think people know that. So uh, I speak French, so does my sister. My parents pretend. Um, and so <laughs> they try. <laughs> but uh, we were raised in Montreal. And, um, and, um, and so one of the first things that my parents uh, did is they looked for church, not jobs, not school for us, Church. Because they understood that if they put themselves in a position of believers in the company of of church, knowing that in our DNA we love, we support, we encourage, they would find that. They would find people who could walk with them, journey with them, support them. But ultimately, they would find friendships that would help them remain in Jesus as they transitioned. That would help them remain in Jesus as they faced life and adjusting. Right? Friendships. Godly friendships help us remain in Jesus. John 15, verse 5 and 6 says, Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches, those who remain in me, and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. The purpose. For godly friendships is so that we have people who help us remain in Jesus. So let's put this all together. Now, Proverbs 27 can be understood this way A friend who wounds us is one who loves faithfully, who loves, who is one who is sincere, is one who can be trusted, is one who corrects out of love by exposing our sin in our love in our lives, painting us and, uh, sorry, and pointing us in the direction of Jesus, who then removes the sin from our lives and helping us remain in Jesus. Amen. And so this friend is better than, more valuable than, an enemy who flatters with many kisses. Proverbs 27, verse 6. So should we then desire friends who wound us? Should I desire friends who wound me? Yes. Yes, we need them. (laughs) We need them. And so how do we go about that? You know, one of the things that we can do and if we're encouraged to do is pray. We need to pray. Pray and ask God for friends who love us enough to correct us. We need to pray for God to show us, God, who are the people in my life who you've already positioned to be those friends who love me, who are sincere, who offer support, who I've built trust with, who can correct me in due season at the right time, who can reveal things in me so that I can remain in you. Who are those people? And maybe you're like, no, it's really clear that I do not have those friendships in my life right now. Well, that's okay. We can ask God to provide. We can ask God to bring such friends into our lives. I have a friend who, when she was 12, um, asked God for friends who would uh, love her deeply, friends that she could build an intimacy with. And it wasn't until she was 16 that God answered that prayer. When she was 16, God brought three to four uh, girlfriends, and, um, and now she's 28. And they have done life together ever since then, and she is still in God. Well, if we have those friends or as we pray for those friends, we need to give our friends permission to help us grow. And we need to ask God to keep our hearts soft to receive their correction. So in a perfect world, well, everybody can read our minds and anyone can interpret what we think. And unfortunately, we don't live in such a world. And so we can't assume that our friends will uh, just come up and correct us. Oftentimes we need to be able to say, "Hey friend, what do you notice in my life? What are what are some weaknesses? I want to give you permission that if ever I were to deviate or go the wrong way, that you you can speak into my life." We need to give our friends permission. Last summer, I approached my mom, um, and her and I have built a beautiful friendship now. It wasn't always the case, because you begin to build a friendship with your parents when you're 22, right? Uh, From 18 to 22, you know everything. And then you hit 22, and you realize my parents were right about everything. Um, And so then you value their friendship. (laughs) And so we've built a great friendship, and I, I went up to him. I was like, Mom, you know, like, I just can you please just tell me what my weaknesses are? Like, just point out any things in my character that, uh, that you notice, and um, uh, tip, whenever you do ask people that, they'll always have something to say. And she was like, absolutely, I have something for you. <laughs> and uh, so just be careful. Um, <laughs> and I was like, that was too, uh, too enthusiastic, Mom. Uh, and she said, Naomi, you have great strengths and you have amazing qualities, um, and, uh, and I'm just really proud of the woman that you're becoming, but Naomi, when you're tired and when you're hungry, you're not pleasant to be around. I was like, <laughs> I'm like thanks, sister. <laughs> um, she's like, you're not pleasant to be around. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, thanks. I receive that, and I'll change, and I'll keep food around me, and I'll take naps often. Um, <laughs> but Psalm 141, verse 5 says, let the godly strike me. It will be a kindness. If they correct me, it is soothing medicine. Don't let me refuse it. Now, the opposite is true, Um, and what I mean by that is maybe we are that friend that notices um, our friends sort of going off course, and we notice that our friends are maybe making poor decisions, and um, one of the things that we have to consider is when we recognize that in our friends, we have to first pray. We need to first ask, God, you know, you've positioned me in this person's life. This is what I'm seeing. God, in your timing, give me the right words to say in your timing. Timing is very important. And also, too, be kind. Choose your words wisely. Proverbs 16, 24 says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. A few years back, I ran a coffee shop. I was quite young. I think I was I, 20 or 21 when I began uh, managing this coffee shop. No skill set whatsoever, but I was so passionate, so zealous. I was running a team, all the ins and outs, the, the administrative side of things, um, working with contractors and partners and, um, and just the community. I was so excited. And just in just my zealousness and my excitement and um, also just, I think, ignorance, right? Ignorance is bliss. I, I didn't realize that my weaknesses were affecting my team. And um, and especially on the administrative side, I'm uh, not very good when it comes to administration. If you're my friend, you know that. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and so my team members were getting frustrated, and and one of the girls on our team came up to me, and she said, you know, uh, and openly said this in front of everybody, she said, you know you are really good at starting projects, but you're terrible at finishing them. And I was like, ouch, I was so hurt. I was so offended. I. Did not like her in the moment, um, and I did not receive what she had to say. I I didn't even know how to. Now, last summer, um, I called a friend of mine, and I asked her to point out any blind spots in my life, any weaknesses that she's seen in my character. And, uh, yeah, she was excited to say, yes, no, I can can help you because people will always tell you. Yeah, just be careful. Um, (laughs) They will always point out your weaknesses. Um, And she said, Naomi, Naomi, I love you, and you you tend to be so excited about starting things. You are quite visual, you have incredible strengths, and, and and you like to take risks. She said, But Naomi, you don't do a really good job at finishing what you started. Oh, okay. Same truth, different timing. And I was able to receive that. And I went, Oh, thank you. And I just I've begun to grow in that area. But timing, timing and choice of words is really powerful. Same weakness, same truth, but it was presented two different ways. One was incredibly discerning and one wasn't. And so, uh, should we desire friends who wound us? Yes, yes we should. And one of the blessings that we have as believers is that we have a friend in Jesus, a friend who wounds us. In Jesus, we have a friend who wounds us. Jesus is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He's a friend who is readily available to help us. He loves to humor us and comfort us, encourage us, and he loves to correct us. And even in our friendship with God, we need to be open to his correction. John uh, 15 says that God only prunes those that he loves. He doesn't go on correcting everybody else. He only works with those that he has a relationship with, those who have said, God, I'm putting myself under you. Do what you need to do. He only prunes those that he loves. In Hebrews, it says, God disciplines those that he loves. Uh, Discipline, sorry, those that he loves. And we can change that word to correct. God corrects those that he loves. He disciplines his children. Those, of, um, uh, those who are saying, yes, God, I will put myself under you. Even with God, we have to be open to correction. And when our relationship with God, um, what we have to expect, sorry, in our relationship with God is that um, conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. And it's something that should take place habitually. Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me in any anxious thought. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me on the path of everlasting life. It's actually not normal for us to go weeks and months and years on end without being corrected by Christ. When I find myself saying things like, oh, it's been a while since I've been convicted by Holy Spirit, that should be a red flag. It's a red flag to me and oftentimes I have to go, God, when was the last time I fully surrendered to God? When was the last time I asked God to point out what offends him and ask him to lead me on the way of everlasting life? A healthy relationship with God is where we are constantly allowing God to reset our hearts a relationship where Holy Spirit comes in and convicts us is quite normal. Quite normal and healthy too. And so there was a time in my life where I had gotten a prophetic word. And the word that I had gotten, um, actually it was this year during the Hearing from God seminar. And and so it was really, really awesome because uh, part of the word that I got was, Naomi, you're a good friend. Naomi, you're a friend of friends. And it was like, your friendship is so sweet. And I was greatly encouraged by that. I was greatly encouraged by how God saw me. And then through a series of events and life happened, I found myself incredibly challenged in my friendships. I found myself having to distance um, from certain friends, having to really check my heart and go, am I a good friend? Am Am I loving my friends well? Am I, am I, am I? Am I allowing them to speak into my life? And you know, I I really had to realize that um, left to my own efforts, I will fall short in friendships. Left to my own efforts, I will fall fall short in being a good friend consistently. I will fall short in extending godly friendships to those around me. But when I rely on my friendship in Jesus, I will always have the perfect model of what it looks like to be a good friend. And so the friendship we have in Christ allows us to experience true friendship. It gives us understanding of what true friendship is, what a good friend can be, how a good friend loves, how a good friend supports us, how a good friend is always there for us, how a good friend is faithful, is sincere, is trusting, And we have to remain in Jesus to fully uh, experience the fullness of that friendship. Jesus is the friend who is faithful, sincere, who is trusted, who loves us, whose love is so perfect. And because he loves us, he corrects us. He gently opens us up. He removes sin that doesn't belong and gently closes us up. Jesus does this so we can remain in him. He does this so we can remain in God. So should we desire friends who wound us? Yes, we need friends who wound us. We need friends here on earth who will do life with us, who will correct us in love who will see the very best in us, but find courage to say, hey friend, you're going off course. Yes, we do need such friends. We need to be able to say, God, show me who those friends are. God, open my eyes to see those people in my life that you've placed who will help me stay on course so I can remain in you. God, provide such friends and we need to remain in Jesus because in Jesus, we have the perfect model of a godly friendship. In Jesus, we have the perfect example of what it looks like to correct and love. So I want to pray for us. I want to pray for us this morning and there's two groups of people that I would like to pray for. I want to pray for those of us who, as I was sharing, maybe you're like, man, I I didn't realize how valuable friends could be in my life. I didn't realize God's purpose for friendships and I, I would love a friend, one or multiple, but if you are desiring God to either show you or provide such friends, I would love to pray for you. And the other group of people I would love to pray for is those of us who, this morning as I've been sharing, maybe you're thinking, oh my gosh, Jesus wants to be our friend. (laughs) Yes, he does. You know, Jesus is, um, He loves so deeply, and he desires companion with every single one of us, companionship. And so maybe you're just realizing that, man, I can have a friendship with Jesus. I didn't know that. Yes, you can. And I would love to pray for you so you can receive Jesus in your heart and begin to walk in a friendship with him. And so if you find yourself in either of those groups, I would love to pray for you. I'd like to start with the first group. This morning, uh, if we can close our eyes and bow our heads, if you desire uh, godly friends and you're asking God to provide or to show you who those friends are, please put your hand up. I would love to pray with you. Awesome. That's so great. Lord, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. God, we thank you for how much you love. God, we thank you for your perfect design of friendship and thank you that friends are a gift. And God, for those of us this morning who have put our hands up, Lord, just saying, God, we, there's a need in our life. We desire friends who will help us remain in you. We desire friends who will uh, gently come into our lives and, and love us and support us and, and build trusting relationships and be sincere and be faithful, but also be courageous enough to correct us when needed. God, I ask today that you would provide, that you would open our eyes to see such friends. Lord, I pray this for anyone in here or anybody watching online as well. Amen. And if we can keep our eyes closed and our heads bowed, if you are in that group and you're thinking, I need a friend in Jesus or I want a friendship with Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus is the friend who loves perfectly and he loves always. And through the cross, he was wounded for us. He was wounded for us so that we can remain in God. And all we have to do is see Jesus come into my life. Jesus, I lay down my life and I ask that you would come into my life. So if that's you, please put your hand up. I'd love to pray with you. If you're wanting a friendship with Jesus, I would love to pray with you. That's awesome. Thank you. Lord, we thank you for the hands that have gone up today. Lord, thank you for just that desire, that recognition, that friendship with you is valuable. Lord, I pray today and I ask that for my brother who put his hand up, I ask God that you would just love on them. That in this moment you would begin to fill them with your fullness, to renew them, to reset them. And Lord, for anybody watching online, that you would do the same, oh God. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that we get to have a, uh, a friend, a new friend who we can celebrate with, with this good news that they have said yes to Jesus. They have said yes to a friendship with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And God, for everybody else in this, um, in this space and watching online, Father, I just pray um, that you would continue to do a good work in us. Lord, that we would continue to yield to you, to allow for the conviction of your Holy Spirit, that we would continue to allow you to do great things, to help us to be people who are fruitful. And, Lord, we thank you that you keep us in you. We thank you for Jesus. And so this week, God, wherever we go, um, bless us, God. We ask, God, that you would uh, be with us, with our families and our gatherings at work, school, Um Um, For anyone doing summer school (laughs) or just on vacation, be with us. Lord, we thank you for this afternoon. You need me, pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. Amen. Perfect. So. For anyone who uh, has young children and you have not registered them for uh, Ultimate Summer Day Camp, please do so. Registration is available online. Uh, If you're doing young adults, please go ahead and register. Really, really important because we need numbers. And then if maybe this Friday you have some time and come join us, come pray with us for Citywide Prayer, okay? Be blessed, everybody. Thank you.